What's up guys? It's your boy, Radical. Now, my workout plans have been a success. More than 300 plus purchases and many more returning customers. You cannot ask for anything else and people are loving it. The same life-changing and affordable prices still remain. So go to RadicalLatino.com and change your life today. Hey guys, do you have a product you want more eyes on? Advertise with the Radical Latino Show, where over 10K podcast downloads in the number 25 spot on the 55 All Latin Podcast list, you'll want your product heard on everyone's phones and cars. Go to RadicalLatino.com forward slash contacts and start advertising today. Playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's Let's go. Ra- 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 Latino is taking you to another level. I think there's more radical than civil. Radical Latino, you're fucking it. The radical point of views. I think his views are actually more dangerous. Yo! What up, my people? It's your boy, Radical. Now, I'm giving y'all a special little uh, thing. I'm going to find out who my day ones are. I'm going to find out who my day ones are right now. First of all, um, the podcast is going to be back. I know I've been a little, like, you know, a little uh, all over the place when it comes to that. But the podcast is going to be back. The podcast is going to be back. Don't worry about it. Um, Special announcement first, before anything. Um, I'm going to be dropping the audio podcast every Monday. The audio podcast will be available every Monday. And then uh, every Wednesday, the YouTube version of the podcast will be available. So if you guys want to listen to the podcast first, when the first comes out, go to my audio podcast, which is going to be on Spotify, iTunes, you know, uh, uh, Google Play, even, even if they have Google Play, Anchor, all all of the other places where they give podcasts, your favorite podcast, you can look me up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Shout out to y'all for that. Now, this little um, upload that I'm doing, it was part of a live stream that I did a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about how the civil rights movement was pretty much used as a lie to tell Latinos that, you know, the the 1965 Immigration Act was the reason why it was Latinos were able to come here. Now, again, I thought the same thing, too. There's a, definitely some caveats when it comes to that, but I also thought the same thing, too. But in reality, going throughout history, you find out that Latinos were already coming in here. You know what I'm saying? Latinos were already coming in here. Latinos were already establishing themselves in here and helping build parts of the country here. You know what I'm saying? So this is something that in this live stream we prove and also we discuss. Now, again, this isn't to bash anybody. This isn't to um, call anybody out or anything like that. The thing is that there's a certain narrative that's being portrayed and it's time for us to curb that you know what i'm saying i was i used to believe that certain narrative too until i got more educated you know what i'm saying uh our 
we can't always be the same and believe the same things. Our ideologies have to adapt through through more education. So if something challenges me, which it did, I end up finding out more about it and I got more educating. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't see it that way. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's basically what it is. You, you feel me? That's basically what it is. Um, this is the live stream that me and Denise had and, um, definitely go, definitely. You guys are going to hear it. Tell me what you guys think on, you know, on my Instagram and also on my Twitter. Tell me what you guys thinking all that. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. Yo! What's going on my people? Welcome back. Welcome back to another radical Latino live stream. Thank you very much for having me here. Shout out to the 16 people watching. Shout out to Johnny Mills. Shout out to Jose. Shout out to Morena. Shout out to Jay Bones. Shout out to Marquise. Shout out to everybody up in the building right now watching the live stream. Now, let me put a disclaimer out of the way. Oh, shout out to Joe Cash. Shout out to everybody. Let me put a disclaimer out, out of the way. Actually, I'm going to do something right quick, right? I'm going to have this up the whole time. Do not get triggered by the title. It's facts over feelings. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to have this up the whole time because as a content creator, we all know we have to put incendiary incendiary type of titles in order for it to, to captivate the, the, the curiosity of a person to click on the video. Okay. So that's one, that's one out the way. That's one disclaimer out the way. Second disclaimer. This uh, live stream was pretty much orchestrated by a, a plenty of, of, of things that happened, especially one of the live streams that occurred a couple of days ago. And as we all know, Denise, as we all know who Denise is, she brings in a lot, a lot of historical viewpoints and historical facts to the point where it might challenge some some people's beliefs and because it might challenge some people's beliefs those emotional feelings might occur and that's the reason why i'm putting in don't get triggered by the title is facts over feelings so let's not get triggered over the emotional you know a little like i can't believe he said that like relax let's calm down right that's that's second and thirdly for the, I, when I started this uh, podcast it's about to go to like maybe I started around 2018 right in May 2018 so it's been uh, 19 20 21 so it's about it's about to be it's about to be like five five years now and I don't know everything I never claim to know everything about everything and all that but the thing is that, you know, <laughs> Pan African strikes back, put you up to this? Nah. <laughs> nah. No, no, no. Um, but the thing is that when we come into knowledge of certain historical facts, 
certain historical events. You know what I'm saying? Certain things. You don't really know everything. So you always get the one-sided picture of historical events, of historical um, um, situations. You always get the one-sided picture. And I was running around here with my chest out talking about uh, you know, the civil rights movement was for everybody else and open the door. Boy, was I wrong. I was so wrong. When I further went into you know, reading and researching, come to find out, and this is historical facts, come to find out the civil rights movement had nothing to do with people of color. Black folks did not want to include, black Americans did not want to include everybody. They just wanted to include black Americans. And that's it. That was it. Later on, later on, Congress and, you know, people who make these laws started adding things to it. So the thing is, when you hear certain individuals say, well, we opened the door, not really. Not really. That's a half truth. Because the way I see it, black Americans were used to open the door for everybody else. Black Americans didn't want everybody. They were used to open the door for everybody else. Now, with that being said, I'm going to cut the music off right now. And I'm going to introduce, you know, my YouTube brethren. You know what I'm saying? Denise, uh, Denise, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, what's up? Brad? What's up, everybody? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Listen, 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 listen. We uh, we're gonna get into a lot of things tonight, but I know you got a little bit of a disclaimer, so you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, again, I love the fact that you um put up there that don't get triggered by uh, the title is facts over feelings because that's usually what happens when we talk about these things and it's mostly because people have believed uh whatever a charismatic leader has said and i'm before we start i know i'm a little long-winded i'm gonna try to shorten up but every time we say the fba is is a cult it is a cult whether you like it or not you gotta understand that even words like culture and cultivate uh, has the word cult in it. So instead of getting triggered, just look into that aspect. And I'll give you an example because people only uh, understand things when we explain it to them uh, outside of themselves. I'll give and, you an and example. Let me, and let me just say something real quick. Go ahead. Um, for this individual, Im immigrants were able to have civil rights under the... See, this is a thing. The Civil Rights Act and the Immigration Act of that year never included Latinos. And yeah, this and, is, and not, not only it, that. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. But again, this is the this is the rhetoric that you constantly hear because you know certain individuals want to just prop certain other individuals or themselves up to a point where well everything's about no. You know what I mean? So yeah. don't that triggers facts over over feelings, but but yeah, there, there's no evidence. There's no there's like, it's like I said, people talk on the internet without any evidence of that because we can dissect that in in like three minutes and that person will be ashamed. But going back to what I was saying, let's take an example so that people can understand what we mean when we say cult. Uh, take pop culture for example. 
six years ago, pop culture was telling people that it was okay to be fat and get these fat asses and these fat transfers and all this stuff. And everybody started getting them to the point that every woman looks the same today. Every, everyone's getting uh, those duck lips and all this stuff. People are still frying chicken with NyQuil because of TikTok. And also, if you want to compare the FBA cult, I'll give you an example of what pop culture, which is a cult, has done to people. Now the new trend of pop culture is no longer BBLs, is no longer Black Lives Matter or the, the rainbow uh, emojis on their profile. Right now, the, the trend of pop culture is the Ukrainian flag. Even though three years ago we were condemning, even our newspapers and, and journalists were condemning Ukraine as one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And Zelensky was an oligarch, endorsed by oligarchs. But if you say these things today, the pop cult will tell you, no matter where you are, that you're a Russian puppet that you have been paid or you're a Russian bot and whatever, whatever. It's the same concept that these FBAs are doing. If you debunk with history and facts, whatever rhetoric, their charismatic leader that we all know who he is, if you debunk these things, they will tell you you're a debtor. You get my point? So it's, it's the same when people, I want people to understand when we're saying this, we're not saying it's to attack. It's just to understand you're under propaganda. Yeah, yeah. So... First of all, what we um, are going to do, what we're going to do is um, talk about a little bit about immigration, right? The beginnings of immigration, especially here in the United States. Um, it's If you guys don't know, um, immigration has been a tool used in order to allow certain individuals to come in, giving certain individuals a lot of privilege to get here. And other individuals, they're pretty much exiled and excommunicated. Now, this also happened to the Mexican community, the Latinos. But the thing is that when it happened to, to them, they were still allowed here, but a little bit more red tape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through history and show you guys the fact that Latinos were already coming here. Regardless of certain immigration um, uh, statuses and laws out there, they were already coming here. Even furthermore, America promoted Latinos to come here for and cheap labor. Yeah, Incentivize us for cheap labor. So what we're going to do, first of all, is uh, I don't know what you want to go first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll follow. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is, uh, first of all, Go, go through before the 1960s, right? What we're going to do, I think, what's it called? What, what was that thing called again? The... The, the Bracero program? The Bracero, there it goes. Uh, it was in 1942. We can even go... You know what? I think we should start even further than that. Yeah, because okay. I, 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 for, I forgot what the, the other... the other God damn it. The, what was the look, other one? Look, there's, there's several. We're going to start in the 1848. Okay. Right okay, after, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Right uh, after on. the Mexican-American uh, War, there was a treaty signed here in the United States among Mexico and the United States, and it was called the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. If you don't, you don't, don't take it from me. Go look it up in your history. If you go through the articles, I believe it's Article Eight or Nine. That specific treaty granted Mexicans that were already living here 
the opportunity to enjoy U.S. rights and live within the confinements of the country. And they were there. They were they were citizens already. They didn't have to go through any process of immigration. America welcomed them with open arms. That was part of the treaty. And there was a lot of Mexican people already embraced into that. So that was, in my opinion, one of the first steps into what it is today known as the Latino community or Hispanic community, however you want to call it here. That was the first uh, display of the country trying to embrace Mexican Denise, labor. I, Mexican I, have it, I have it on the screen. Denise, oh, perfect. The screen. Perfect. If you go to check if it's article eight or nine, it's one of those two that establishes that they were already welcomed into this country. Nobody opened the door for them. Mexicans have to actually fight Americans and die in order to get this treaty done. No, it says, um, it says September 1847, the Mexican government surrendered to the United States entering um, into a negotiations on the end of the war. They negotiated. Yeah. Uh, a Go to the, try to, try to see if you have the articles there in order for us to read it because people will punch the air okay. and article, fight article, logic. I got article one, two, three. Look for the eight or nine article because I remember this in history well, well, while ago. I, this is going to be a really stupid question. I know this is five. Outside of this. It's, the, it's three, five, three, three little eyes. Seven, after oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, okay, okay, my bad, my bad. There we go. Okay, let's see. Okay. So hold right. on, let me let me blow it up for you. Let me blow it up for you. So wait, wait. Uh, okay, can, can you uh, hold on? Can you see okay. it? Can you see it? Yeah, well? I can. I can definitely see it. It okay. says. Wait, let me see. Everybody can see it. All right. It said. It, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Article eight: Mexicans now established in territories previously belonging to Mexico, and which remain for the future within the limits of the United States, as defined by the present treaty, shall be free to continue where they now reside meaning they will stay in the United States, or to remove at any time to the Mexican Republic. They could repatriate themselves back to Mexico or stay, whatever they wanted to do. Retaining the property which they possess, which means that they had homes, property, vehicles, or methods of transportation, land, or animals, or land, they will keep those in the said territories or disposing thereof and removing the proceeds whatever they please without their being subjected on this account to any contribution, tax or charge, whatever. That's what the U.S. did. That was the first proof that we were not here as a result of the civil rights movement. Latinos were welcomed here already with this first step. I'm not saying this is the only one or that everyone was welcome because of this, but this is the first proof that America always desired to have Latino presence here. Okay, and, this is the some, first step. And some of these and some of these treaties understand this. Some of these treaties were part of America. So for example, California, Texas, New Mexico. And, um and I believe no, I think those those were it, right? Um, Arizona, I believe, also were part of Mexico already. So yeah. those, uh, so the Mexican individuals or the indigenous Mexican people who were already on that land now have parts of these rights that these uh, article treaties are laying laying upon you. You want to continue reading? Yeah. It says, it says, those who shall prefer to remain in the said territories may either retain the title and the rights of Mexican citizens or acquire those of citizens of the United States, they could already become U.S. citizens. 
but they shall be under the obligation to make their election within one year from the date of the exchange of ratifications of this treaty. So they had till 1849 to become U.S. citizens. And those who shall remain in the same territories after the expiration of that year without having declared their intention to retain the character of Mexicans shall be considered to have elected to become citizens of the U.S. So if they never made the declaration that they wanted to remain Mexicans to the to the U.S. government, they will become U.S. citizens regardless. And it says, in the state territories, property of every kind now belonging to Mexicans, not to the U.S., not established there shall be inviolably respected. The present owners the heirs of these and all Mexicans who may hereafter acquire said property by contract shall enjoy with respect to it guarantees equally ample as if the same belonged to citizens of the U.S. So they didn't wait, have uh, to... Wait, wait, real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, I know you're about to define what you just read, but real quick to Marquise, I understand Operation Wetback. Operation Wetback happened later on. It was after... The 19, I think, was it 19 in the middle of the 1960s? I think Operation Web. I could, I could be wrong. I, I got to double check, but that happened after this whole thing. So, uh, so that that has We're in the 1800s. That was just a point. very small. That was a very actually. Hold up, let me see. This is uh, a, this is the thing. Look, the problem that people seem to not understand. Latinos got here. This is what we, we're going to express and explain to people today. Latinos get here every time America needs labor cheaper yeah. because they don't want to pay you. That's all it is. is but that, is but that uh, we become, but, we become the, 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 the cheap labor that no, that American um, people aren't going to get paid for. You know what I'm saying? So these, these are, these are corporations who are choosing to, to, to cut back in, on costs by getting having cheap labor and getting um, basically a pushback by the government. Not only that, once America has uh, already established and has enough workers and replacement from the Latin America sector, they then impose laws to kind of mitigate that migration and if you bring it up to present days and you compare it to world war one and world war two you know we're at the brink of world war three if you don't know that then i i and, i, and I to, don't even want to have the conversation but the i'm going to tell you and to the person so saying show resources what the hell is this on the screen are you not seeing do you not the, have the treaty of guadalupe hidalgo look it up yeah yeah but continue. so 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 now People are complaining about the influx of immigrants. Well, let me tell you something. What's knocking your door right now is a lot of people are going to be shipped to war. So these people are going to be needed. That's why America is letting us in. It's not because they love us. It's not because they want to give us rights. They don't want to give anyone anything. What they're trying to do is just establish a job, uh, a workforce before they have the disasters that they have had in WW1 and WW2. That's all it is. Look it up and you'll see it's the same trend. Yeah. Um, so do you want to um, identify, I mean, uh, define what you, what you read uh, previously? So basically what they're saying in this article is explaining the terms of what's going to happen to Mexicans that stay here and to their properties. Like I said before, if they decide to not even uh, to not claim their Mexican citizenship, they will by default become U.S. citizens and they will enjoy all the benefits that any other American citizens will have 
from their land, their properties, and so on and so on. They could sell, trade, and do whatever an American or U.S. citizen at that time could do. So that's basically what this article in the treaty after the Mexican-American War is establishing. Is that is that clear? I, 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 I hope I hope it I hope it is. Because I, I don't I don't I don't know if, if it's not clear to some people, like I see some people like, oh she's babbling. This is your treaty, this is your history. I'm not making this is not a Denise thing. This is what's in your books of your history that you can simply look it up. Yeah. Um uh so uh origins okay, so what's the okay, the next thing the next thing that we're gonna um tackle, I think. What should, which one should we go by? I think we can jump into the early 1900s. We can 1942? Go the, we can go to 1910 to 1920. Okay. And, and start with the... Because after this, there was an influx of close to a million Mexicans into the border. And I want people to... I'm going to share something from the... Um, I'm going to share something from... The Immigration Act of 1910? Not the Immigration Act per se, but basically that America... It's exactly what I was explaining earlier. America always fluctuates from wanting more sheep uh, labor to actually the, closing the gap because they already have enough sheep labor. And then when okay. that sheep labor gets depleted for whatever reason, then they open the door again. So basically, during 1910, 1920, this is one. This is part of the articles of Stanford University, uh, which is. Uh, oh, wait, let me. Uh, let me see if I can share yeah, yeah, it. Let me see. Okay, so this is one piece from El Paso Herald of 1920s where some parts of the country felt there's enough Mexicans here. We don't want more Mexicans coming in here uh, because, you know, there's way too many. But during that time, America was still dealing with World War I. Again, it's all correlated. So the emergency labor that Mexicans were allowed to come here for uh, was still needed. And that's when you have a large sector of the country defending that cheap labor because it was needed for farming. It was needed for our different areas of agriculture. And what year was that? What year was this that? is 1920. No, oh, is okay. 1920. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, the, hold on. I think we skipped one thing. Do you know the Chinese Exclusion Act? You touch on that one. You touch on that okay, one. Okay, okay. Real, real quick, I think we because we skipped it. So... Let me just uh let me just pull let it me up. Real quick. Let, let me hide yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you couldn't, you know, you could have just left it. That's fine. Um the Chinese Exclusion Act pretty much was the act that you know self-explanatory excluded the Chinese, you know. Um, but this is the thing. Can everybody see that? Can you see it? I can't see it. Okay. So this is the uh Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because, first of all, it the Chinese people were coming in here and also having cheap labor. The thing is that they decided to have a ten-year ban on on um, Asian people due to the to I believe um, for whatever reason I completely forgot it was about it. it was racism most yeah, it was most racism. of it. 
I, I think it was something. No, it was something else. But I, no, it I, was it was racism for the most part because yeah. if you look at this act and and later on the the act of 1924, also you will see that the people that are in this quotas are people that are uh, non-Western Europeans or non-Western yeah. countries. And at that point, people need to remember Latinos were considered. Europeans because of the Spanish ancestry. They were considered white yeah. as well. So they were never banned from coming into the country. So, but people from Africa, China, Japan were excluded completely. Yeah. So the, this um, exclusion act became the inclusion for Latinos. So right now I have um, right now I have a, a small clip to show you guys of a professor who pretty much breaks down the exclusion and the inclusion of Latinos here in America who's been you know uh, migrating from from the very from the very beginning right so let me um, put that up right quick uh, bang 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 okay history of, of immigration there you go you guys can see that of course I can all right so let me just put the volume up go ahead exclusion act. 1882 to the uh, to, to today to the this period that I define as the restriction and criminalization of immigrants period that started in 1993. So as you can see, I have divided this uh, history of migration uh, into six periods. And this is the so he's gonna go down. He's gonna go down by the first period, and I'm just gonna skip that real quick. So. And uh, this is very interesting because uh, from the first uh, period, uh, uh, can I see the next one, please? Congress passed the Chinese Exclusion Act that banned uh, immigration from China. Then in 1907, through the Gentlemen's Agreement, the governments of uh, the, uh, the US, the US government and the government from Japan agreed not to send migrants from this country. So uh, with the elimination, virtual elimination of migration from Asia, then Mexico became the most important sending country uh, to the United States. So employers turned their heads towards Mexico and began uh, recruiting Mexicans for, the, uh, uh, for employment in the US. That's why I, I think that I can, I can define this uh, period uh, with this phrase, from Chinese exclusion to Mexican inclusion. So with that, there's a, this is a historical professor who was uh, breaking this down. He pretty much broke it down on why uh, Mexicans and Mexico became the labor force for the United States before the civil rights movement. And Mexicans were already coming in here, you know, by by that time. So now uh, I believe Denise, I think you're gonna you're gonna uh, show your 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 thing. Yeah. Now uh, it was what I was explaining about um, during after all this influx of immigrants. Like I explained before, this this time around, the only Latinos that were in large numbers here were the Mexicans. So. At that point, later on, I'm talking almost 28 years later, 
uh, we see that the American population, some, some sectors of the Americans, obviously the workers, start becoming more irritated with the Mexican presence. But there was a large sector of the country that still wanted that labor, obviously because we were already suffering from uh, you know, the, the repercussions of World War I. Remember, during the time we had the Spanish flu that ravaged and killed several millions of people around the world. So we needed that labor here in the United States. We needed all those hands. And many people were, you know, irritated with it, but some people were not. And it was basically because the Mexican labor was cheaper. It has always been because of that. Yeah, real quick, hold on. Um, people who are keep on saying Mexicans were considered white white on the census. This is this is something that was obvious. This is something that we know. We that, there's there's that evidence right there, of that. There's that, evidence that of that. Right there literally means nothing right now. Being it's, considered white has no qualms whatsoever on what we're talking about right now because the Mexicans that were considered white. Was still being defumigated and all that other stuff. They weren't treated like white. So let's keep it a thousand. You know? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but but I don't want to. I don't want to get. But that's derailed. not the topic. That's not yeah, the yeah, topic not the here. Topic, if so. they were white or not, because at this point, what we're trying to to demonstrate, because this is the problem that I have with people with this, uh, especially the FBA cultists speaking from both sides of their necks. If Mexicans were considered whites. Then why do they have? Why do they needed black people to advocate for their rights? Uh, that, that's all I'm gonna say. Why do we needed the civil rights movement mm -hmm. to then immigration if we were already white people? We were exactly. better than you at that point in the eyes of the law. So again, why did they needed black folks to hold the door open? If they were, you see how this doesn't make sense. It's like yeah, trying to slap the cold. A little bit with reality, going back to reality and 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 face the facts. If if you can't say someone was considered white, then black people did not do anything for white folks. Black people were doing stuff for the disenfranchised, the abused, the oppressed. That's what white people did. I mean, black people did. Nobody else. And the disenfranchised at this point were African people and Chinese and Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but continue. Go ahead. So basically, here there's a lot of press that started coming in the 1920s when a lot of people were trying to uh, come up to the conclusion that the Mexican labor was still needed and they needed to be coming here in large numbers. Again, at this point, there was already almost two million Mexicans in the United States, especially in the western uh, western states. So this is just a piece of, uh, at that point, of propaganda that was being uh, put out by the majority of America that felt at that point that Mexican labor, uh, because it was an emergency at that point, should not be barred out of the country. So that's another proof of what the labor, the sheep labor that we've always been notorious uh, to be here for is another proof that America, once again, wants to allow Latinos into this country because they benefit from our existence here. Yeah. And um, again, these, this, this is just proof that 
these type of things are already happening. We're, we were already here, you know, and we were coming in here, you know, due to different acts w before the civil rights the Bracero. movement. So Bracero was another thing. Now, now we're going to move to 1942, the Bracero program. And I like this little timeline down here. Um, if, if, if people but if you to, go if, if you go to, to the Jones it. Act first, that's yeah. another thing that I wanted to point out because that this is you when the Puerto that? Rican you want to do that yeah. let's do that let's do this first and then we'll uh, jump to the Jones Act real quick okay. okay so this little timeline here it's is really it's really important also because right here during world I think this was World War one I, I believe uh 1940 Oh, well, it actually says right here, a labor shortage during World War I caused the U.S. dependence to a Mex a Mexican agricultural workers. So furthermore, this is further proof that Latinos were being brought here for cheap labor without an issue. Nobody was protesting for them to come here. No, The government was incentivizing this. And they were like, yeah, come in, come in, please, please come in. You know, we need cheap labor. We need this economic wheel to turn. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they used us. They used Latinos as that cheap slave labor. I'm going to say that. Cheap slave labor. Now, that was part of the 19, uh, Brocero Act, 1942. It pretty much was a program that was designated just so you could bring in cheap labor and that was incentivized by that so again this is further proof that nobody was fighting protesting for us nobody was getting dogs sicked on for the Brozado program nobody was getting hosed down and all of that like certain people want to paint none of that was really happening no none of that was happening for Latinos no we didn't have allies what the who the ally was was the government looking at that money coming in exploitation you know it was exploitation that's basically what it was you feel me so yeah. so we're going to move um move now to 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 the Jones Act the Jones Act of 1917 it was signed when Puerto Rico was invaded in 1890 uh, 1898 hold on real quick shout, shout out to Jose Stu. shout out to Jose this is like school <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch the stream <laughs> <laughs> yo it's so stupid yo shout out shout out to Jose and also um MK thank you for being in the chat um and and I'm glad that I made you a moderator I'm seeing that you're doing your thing shout out to you bro um so so continue I'm so sorry do you want to share no, your no. screen no, no, I'm, I'm going to say this from, from I, I know this from the top of my head. Well, I'll, 19... I'll just, I'll just put it up um, so people, so, okay. you know, but, hey, sources, you uh... know what I mean? <laughs> okay, 1917 <laughs> Jones Act is okay, the, okay. It, uh, it was basically the law that created the, the, as the free association of Puerto Rico with the United States through you know, we have our own constitution. The U.S. has their own constitution, but we were made U.S. citizens just in time for World War One to happen because close to thirty thousand Puerto Ricans were needed to fight in WW1. Wait, it's known as the Merchant Marine. 
Yeah, because the Jones Act also imposed what is known as the Lido Cabotaje, which is basically the taxes that we pay for imports oh. and how we need to do So it has a lot of the Jones Act has, has a, a lot, lot of, of articles okay. in it that that change the image and the makeup of the Puerto Rican community and establish our direct dependency as a colony of the United States for imports and their exploitation from so, us with labor. So let me just say that the Merchant Act in 1920 is a federal statute establishing support of the development of maintenance and merchant marine in order to support the commercial activity in several naval exercises of the time of the war and national emergency. Okay. And that's, this, that's, and that's basically BS. What basically okay. what Under they the the plaintiff may be bringing the action to a federal district court and, and, and establish entitled to remove the court. Although, okay, I think it's it's going to something else. But but pretty so, much the pretty much so the Jones again, Act. Yeah, go ahead. So the Jones Act. The Jones Act brings Puerto Ricans into the U.S. to fight the war. Amongst those Ricans was Pedro Albizu Campos, and he was granted U.S. citizenship eventually when he came back from war. He we was able to go to Harvard became the first black man with graduating with honors in Harvard and then went to Puerto Rico and formed a political party. However, as a result of the Jones Act, many Puerto Ricans were brought here and encouraged to come to New York, which is why many Puerto Ricans still live in New York, especially in the areas of East Harlem at that point, because they were looking for better opportunities. And if we go even deeper down uh, after the Bracero program that conveniently ended in 64, if we go to the 1950s, you're going to see that there's a major influx of close to half a million of Puerto Ricans coming into specifically the areas of New York because during that time, Puerto Rico was in such misery that they wanted to transition from sugarcane plantations and agriculture to change the country into industrialization. So because that was happening very slowly because the uh, Puerto Rico was incentivizing American companies to come in, kind of like what is happening right now, to transition from retail to automation. Uh, we were incentivizing American corporations to come in, establish themselves, provide employment for people. A lot of people did not have jobs. So they were encouraged to come here by the uh, um, back then governor, Luis Muñoz Marin. They were encouraged to come to New York in order to work in the United States. So we have... I'm going to show a graphic here. We have close to a million, close to half a million, I'm sorry, Puerto Ricans coming just alone in that specific decade. I don't know if you can see it. Um it, yeah, real quick, I'm going to I'm going to read <laughs> what what um what I got up here for you. Uh, for this is the the Puerto Ricans that were coming to New York City after the end of the Second World. However, Puerto Rican immigrants increased dramatically. In 1945, there has been 13,000 little frogs um, in New York City. <laughs> in 1946, there there were more than 50,000. So this is uh, validating what you know Denise is saying. And also, let me give a huge shout out. Um, hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this, Denise. I'm sorry. Gotta, it's okay. Uh, gotta give a huge shout out to my homie Big T for the 99 cents super sticker. Thank you very much. Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. Again, don't get triggered by the title. It's facts over feelings. 
we're just giving you everything that is that that actually occurred in the in 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 United States history. This is not pseudoscience. I'm not t- talking about. Well, if you drink sea moss, it's actually going to clean out your cancer. We're not doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and and not, not only that, it's the. I don't have that- um. I don't have no onk tattooed on my eye or whatever the case is. Talking about brother, let's really talk. No, nah, fuck that. We're talking about <laughs> what really went on. So yeah, because at the end of the day, people say people will continue to say, "Oh, like, oh, but that's like, for example, let's look at this commentary here, and it's like, oh, like, let's not compare because they're not part of the of the Latino uh, immigration because Puerto Rico is a territory." I'm just explaining to you that Puerto Ricans were Latinos, but America wanted to make them citizens, just like they did with the Mexicans with the uh, the Guadalupe Treaty. Because it was convenient for the U.S. So it's your country bringing us out here and giving us this benefit and its rights, even before the civil rights movement, because we are prone for exploitation. And to prove what I'm trying to say, look at the decade from the 1950s and 60s up here. Close to half a million Puerto Ricans came as a result of Operation Bootstrap that industrialized jobs in Puerto Rico, but very slowly and people needed to eat. But before that, you see that there's not a lot of them coming here until after the big depression. And even in the 60s, after the civil rights movement, not even close to half of those people came as a result of the civil rights movement. So we see a sharp decline in the 60s on the immigration exactly, exactly, exactly. so and also around the 1950s in the beginning to the 60s nobody was protesting for puerto ricans to get here no nobody was getting dogs sick on them nobody was doing none of that we yeah. were already incentivized to get here right for, for in the very beginning why let's not get for the latinos listening Let's not get this confused. They didn't bring us here for the goodness of their heart. They saw us as a cheap alternative to what they already had. That's all it was. That's all it was. They just saw us as N-words that speak Spanish. Let's keep yeah. it real. Yeah, savages that, that speak exactly. Spanish and had no standards. So all of this that I'm saying about the civil rights movement and all of this other stuff... Don't start beating your chest like we were already here, like that was something good. No, 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 no. This They were looking at us as a cheap N-word. That's all it was. That's all it is. Because we were exploited. Exploited for cheap labor. Time and time again, me and Denise are letting you guys know this. Don't be putting the, uh, don't don't start screenshotting these little stats and be like, see, we we're ready here. Yeah, but 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 why? You know what I'm saying? But but why? But we're gonna get more deep into this. So continue, Denise. So yeah, basically, um, after this, like I said, you see a sharp decline constantly going down, down, down. Uh, on the Puerto Rican migration after the decade of from 1950s to 60s, because with the industrialization and Operation Bootstraps, the Puerto Rican economy starts becoming better because the American corporations start creating more and more jobs because they were incentivized by basically what we have now happening with Law 20 and Law 22. So basically, we were still incentivized to come, and every time that the country 
uh, in Puerto Rico. Every time that the quote unquote U.S. territory, which is basically a colony, uh, goes through hardship, you will see this whole migration fluctuate to the point that right now, every year you have 43,000 Puerto Ricans coming here because we're going through one of these transitions, but we're coming here with benefits because, well, we'll get to that later, but we're still, it, it's a trend that I want people to understand. We, we come here when America incentivized our migration, not the other way around. America allows us in and gives us the benefit to come here and encourages us to come here because during Operation Bootstrap, it was America that brought our people out here. They brought them in in former uh, military airplanes that had no insulation whatsoever. So a bunch of Hibaros were brought here to work here in the United States. So it wasn't a, a coincidence. Mexicans are not here by chance. Puerto Ricans are not here by chance. And if we jump even further, Cubans are not here by chance. Uh, real, real quick for, for, for base. Um, what is Jason Black's academic credentials? What is Tariq Nasheed's academic credentials? Ask for those first before you question us. Um, no, so but, but this is the thing. We're not speaking on anything from our perspective. We're basically talking about what the University of Stanford says. We're talking about what the treaties of your country says. We're not making this up. This is not our opinion. We're literally just showing you what the country has done. If you don't like it, I get that you're mad, but it's not our fault. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to just move back a little bit to the Brosetto program again. Just move back a little bit because I want to show part of the program that's agricultural that we already knew. But also another part of the program that a lot of people don't know um, took part to the, in that Brosetto program. So first of all, it starts off with the fumigation station. This is uh, something that Latinos had to go through. It was very racist. Uh, pretty much the fumigation station or the gasoline baths um, were the, the, the emphasis starts off the, the Holocaust and how they started implementing all of those things when, the, when they wanted to round up uh, Jewish individuals. So we were the first prototype, basically the beta project. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, again, this historian is going to go into um, the two things that Latinos uh, took care of, or Mexicans, I'm going to say, took care of part of the cheap labor. So let's go. Okay. Uh, there were really two programs within the Bracero program. The agricultural program that lasted 22 years in the railroad tracks maintenance program that lasted only two years. So let me just say, the we Mexicans were a part of the agricultural, right, which lasted a long time, but also maintaining railroad tracks, and I don't see him, that he put this there, but also adding railroad tracks. So Mexicans were putting railroad tracks all over the West Coast, all over, you know, the... the all over the West Coast, connecting to, to the North. They, these were workers used for these type of things. So I'm going to keep it going. 
And, and the, before so, you keep it going, I, that's another thing I want to say. Remember when I said in previous streams that when people are like, we built this country, you build it with other people. That notion that just one group built the whole concept of the United States is a fallacy that people use to profit off of your emotions. Whereas, yes, African-Americans build a lot of the country. There's a lot of this country that's also built by other groups. This is proof of that. Um, I, the, the, I don't know what lies you're speaking about. I'm showing the proof. Something is this people that just can't deal with? Yeah, truth. something that you don't want to accept. That's on you. You know, I'm, I'm not speaking no narrative, no nothing. This is, this is, it is what it is. But let's, we even have let's... a Chinese person explaining his point of view. And we're Latin. As a matter of fact, we're not even from the same, uh, the same from the same countries. You're Dominican and Ecuadorian. I'm Puerto Rican. Our histories with the United States are different. So you have three different perspectives here. Plus, you have historical facts that you can verify yourself. You don't have to take our word for it. But if you're still fighting it, it shows that you're in a cold. You're you're doubling down on what we're saying. You, you, you know are why? indoctrinated. You know why? Because we're going against their idea. No, their identity. Their ideologies just became their identity. Yeah. So, so that's that's the reason. So I'm gonna just keep it. I'm gonna let this professor talk real quick. You can see the agricultural uh, program uh, lasted 22 years, in which 4.6 million contracts were issued. That's a lot of contracts. And um, and and, and mind you, these these contracts meaning, um. Back then, they were looked at as um, as companies. So these contracts that were issued by the government were issued to, to companies, and there were 4.6 million companies actually hiring cheap labor, which is Latinos, in the U.S. to do agricultural work. Braceros could have many contracts. That's what is not what we are measuring here is people, is contracts. See, you see, you see how he makes this distinction. It's not people, it's contracts. You, you see, you see how he did it right there. He's he's making it making um, it known. So th this is just a small part of what what the Bracero program pretty much entailed, right? Um, Denise, what what do you want to go to right now? I think we can definitely go to the. Mexico, I mean, the Cuban migration with the wet food, dry food situation. Um, I like that. I like the name. Dry, dry food. <laughs> okay. No, it is, it is true. I'm not joking. That was established because, okay, before dry food, wet policy? food situation, yeah, the policy, yeah, the policy okay. uh, it was only around 80,000 Cubans already here. But with this incentive that was, we're already into the 60s. Uh, With the wet wait, Denise, help me out. Um, um, let me know. Is this all right? Yeah, that's okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah. With the wet um, feet, my, dry feet policy. My 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 feet are are dry as fuck right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The wet feet, dry feet. Um, it comes after what happened in '66. You guys know that after America imposed. Uh, an embargo in Cuba after 61 and, and Fidel Castro doing a coup d'etat basically of what was the American invasion 
you guys know that a lot of Cubans have to leave everything they possess and just go into the sea and travel to the nearest free land that they, you know, they could get to. And that was Florida. So again, we have the situation happen and then we have the Adjustment Act of 66. I think it says it here. Let me see. Okay, the adjustment, the Cuban Adjustment Act of 66 that essentially says that anyone who immigrated from Cuba and entered the United States will be allowed to pursue residency a year later. That is the same. Is that doesn't sound the same as the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo? You have one year to pursue citizenship. It's the same thing. And after this whole situation uh, with the Cuban Adjustment Act, what happened was that half million Cubans came almost all at once. It's the same thing that happened with uh, Puerto Ricans and the Operation Bootstrap. Once again, America demonstrates its desire for cheap labor and for harboring these people in different parts of the country. Right now, it's not just in the Western side, it's also in the South, with having Florida have all this influx of Caribbean Latinos. And the rest is history in that aspect because we know that Cubans actually took over Florida and they're very successful down there because they established a lot of companies. They established a lot of trades. They did have to work really hard for that. But at the same time, America still incentivized them to come here and start their own journey. This is another proof that this was happening already. So again, I don't know why people keep saying that the door was held open for people. It was not. It was really, really not. Yeah. Um, also, uh, mind you, this happened after the 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 civil the rights Wesley Dryfeet, the the Cuban Adjustment Act happened as the U.S. posed an embargo, and yeah. after after Fidel, because this is the thing, there was a point when Fidel Castro took over. He penalized people. At first, you were free to go, but then there was a, a short period of time where he penalized people for getting into a boat and leaving Cuba. Yeah. In 66, he decided, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. If you get to a boat, we'll let you go. You get my point? So that's what the Cuban Adjustment Act happened because Cubans were coming regardless they were accepted or not. So America saw an opportunity to give them that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna move and we're gonna go to the to 1965. I'm gonna play a video, and it's a it's a pretty it's a short video. Somebody's giving a, details on the 1965 you know immigration act of 1965, right? So it's a presentation video, and I want you guys to listen very carefully. If you don't got if you guys don't understand it, I even rewind it. So I want you guys to listen very carefully to what this person says, all right? Ba, 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 ba. Go. The 1965 Immigration Act has to be seen first and foremost as a civil rights measure. It was passed at that time when uh, US Congress was passing a variety of civil rights laws. Of course, the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act. And those laws eliminated discrimination, racial discrimination, prohibited racial discrimination in public accommodations. Uh, and there was a feeling in Congress that that same notion of ending discrimination 
should also be applied to U.S. immigration policy. Up until 1965, U.S. immigration policy. I want you guys to hear very clearly what he just said. Same notion of, uh, and there was a feeling in Congress. There was a feeling in Congress. A feeling in Congress. Nobody was fighting for immigration. Congress decided to do this, but let's continue. That that same notion of ending discrimination should also be applied to U.S. immigration policy. Up until 1965, U.S. immigration policy was heavily biased in favor of Europeans, and in particular Northern and Western Europeans. So tens of thousands of immigrant visas were reserved for Northern and Western Europeans, while Southern and Eastern Europeans, and especially Asians and Africans and Middle Easterners, had very little chance to immigrate to the United States. They were discriminated against on the basis of their national origins. Uh, I'm going to repeat that one more time. Northern and Western Europeans, while Southern and Eastern Europeans, and especially Asians and Africans and Middle Easterners, had very little... Asians, Africans, and Middle Easterners. Asians, you wonder why he left Latinos out? Because we were already here doing our thing. Let's keep it going. Visas were reserved for Northern and Western Europeans, while Southern and Eastern Europeans, and especially Asians and Africans and Middle Easterners, had very little chance to immigrate to the United States. They were discriminated against on the basis of their national origins. Uh, and there was a feeling uh, across the country and in Congress that it was time to end that discriminatory practice. So the 1965 Immigration Act abolished what had been a this national origin quota system that had been in place for more than 40 years. People from all countries, nationalities had more or less equal opportunity to immigrate to the United States. So, okay. Denise, what do you got? What did you get from this? Well, I get that uh, the whole notion of what the cultists have been saying that they created uh, avenues for us to come here is basically that they they shot themselves in the foot because you open the door and and it's not that they did. Congress did them dirty. That's why I do agree that the black community has been heavily sabotaged throughout history on purpose by their own government, not by Mexicans, not by Ricans, not by Latinos, not by Chinos. It's, it's literally by their own government because they basically say, okay, we had to grant a full bill of rights to black folks. We don't like them. We don't want them to prosper. So we're going to put a lot of people in the mix so that they have to not fight us, but they have to fight them. You get my point? So it's, it's basically yeah, you're yeah. dividing you're yeah. dividing the peasantry now between all the riffraff and all the that is not red tape anymore. They cut all the red tape. But behind that red tape, what was waiting for African-Americans was a war that's still taking place today. And many people that do not put their feelings before like Westerns do like us, we put our feelings before everything else. People like Asians that put their feelings at the end of the list became very profitable and prosperous in this country because they decided to not fight us and just play the game. 
get my point? So basically, that's what was waiting for African-Americans. And on top of that, then you open the door for the Africans to come here. And we already know what's going on between the diaspora wars amongst all Black people from overseas. Yeah. So that's wanna, basically what's what's happening here. I want, I want to um, highlight this comment. We need to rise up against the divide and conquer real talk. I'm so sick of the wars between brown and black. It's ridiculous. I could not agree more. And uh, this is this is the this is the thing that um, this stream is not to go against people. It's going going against a talking point. That's what it is. It's going against a talking point and correcting that type of talking point. Um, you know, let's be honest. We as non-white people look up to white people and what they say, we use that as gold. So this is a white man even saying that the 1965 Immigration Act didn't include Latinos, include everybody else but us. You know why? Because we're already coming here. You know what I'm saying? We're already coming yeah. here. And also the Civil right, the Civil Rights Act had nothing to do with fighting for our plight whatsoever it was for black folks black folks was fighting for black folks which rightfully so but yeah because they the didn't government have... went in there and bogarted a bunch of bs you know what i'm saying yeah, because, because if you think about it people forget that the civil rights movement was basically telling the government we're human beings and the precedent for us to be human beings in the eyes of the law is that we were emancipated based on God-given rights. That's the 14 and the 13 and 14 amendment. That's basically what it's about. So how come we don't have full access to a full bill of rights like everybody else? You get my point? So they yeah. were not treated equally, no. but they were already American. So basically what this is doing, instead of getting mad, get mad at the, at the Congress and the structures of your country, because what they basically said with this was a, was a slap in the face to African-Americans, was basically saying, hey, we think of you as we think about the rest of the world, and we're going to make an unfair battle for you, because now we're going to give these people access also to what we gave you access for, only you had to die for it. Get my point? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to do something a little crazy right now. I'm going to put the link on the on the chat and I'm going to see whoever wants to come up. Do you want to do that? Yeah. One thing I want to say uh, before we bring people up is is the fact that uh, there's two things that people I want people to understand that are still happening when it comes to immigration. We're still in the spickle. Uh, the whole concept of temporary work with the Bracero program has been replaced today with uh, what is known as the H-2B visas. That's basically the federal government grants corporations to bring workers from Latin America or other places in the world that are in a specific list of countries. And it's always Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico, all these places are the ones that are included there. But it gives you workers for three years so they can come here and they have papers and everything through the united states and they get incentivized to come here work make money and then go back to their countries in three years as a matter of fact our congresswoman from puerto rico proposed to congress last year i made a stream about that 
uh, to include the Dominican Republic in the list of the H2B visas so that they can come and also work out here. So this is not a, a, a foreign concept in modern society. This is the same concept being used again because, again, we have had 20 years of constant war and we're about to walk into another war. And as if that wasn't enough, let's not forget that Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, of Defense, I'm sorry, already established last year that there are countries that are not included anymore in the visa lotteries. One of them is Venezuela and the other one is Brazil and another one is Canada. What those three things have, this, those three, three countries have in common, easy. They, they're not working for cheap labor. That is what they have in common. Yeah. Now Venezuelans, because of the, the closing sanctions, are willing to do it. But at the end of the day, they were not back then. So we're still seeing the same things that we saw in the past. They're coming to pass now because America wants to keep people, especially to, this is directed to the FBA code. They want to keep you fighting us rather than to fight your government, which is the problem. Yeah. Um, I want to just address this comment. Uh, somebody said radical rancho. Don't know. Let's let's relax with that. Let's chill. Um, it ha I'm not doing nothing, nothing crazy to that point or whatever the case is. But uh, Rancho has his be his beliefs. That's extreme, and I got I got mine. But no, it has nothing to do with with. Nah, I'm good. Um, we got Kevin C in the back. Um, I I want to introduce the people to Kevin C. What's going on, bro? Hey, hello, uh, Radical, Miss Denise. How you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. We um, we we pretty much uh, sprinkled um part of the some historical things here and there. I I uh because it's a live stream, I I didn't want to go too too deep, but there was a lot of things that we should we left out. But uh, it's fine. Um, but so far for what we were showing, uh, what what are your points of views on on what we're showing? Um, do you agree? You disagree? Or you want to give a comment? Yeah, yeah. So I agree with what you guys are saying. The history is good. I'm glad that you actually pointed to that. And, uh, you know, uh, it it just it reinforces what, you know, black people already know. Uh, well, the ones who you know study the history and who understand a bit about politics and how Congress uses other groups in order to work against black people. Yeah. Um, that's why when I say, you know, that we have, I think we had this conversation the other day. I'm not you know overly excited or what do you call it? I'm not overly antagonistic towards the folks who uh, come here seeking eco economic opportunities. Because, um, you know, if the United States wanted them not to come here, then they just shut all of that stuff down. And black people don't control immigration. We can't stop it. So we just got to deal with it. Um, so and, and, and the issue is, you know, is black people looking at it, how it affects them negatively. And, mm. uh, and, and, and you know what? But the honest, on, the honest thing, though, really, is that all those programs are fine and dandy. There's really no issue with that. If you need folks, bring them in. I would say the issue that black people have is that they're summarily excluded from these programs. Mm. And that's what black people are looking at. That's why. So so what it does, it, it, it creates a natural animosity between groups because they're looking at, you know, people who are not citizens or people who just showed up getting something and they didn't that they as citizens are not mm. getting. And, and so, so in a way, so, 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 so in a way, what, what happens is uh, you create this animosity between groups, this natural animosity between groups, because 
you you're 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 getting something that's that somebody who is uh, descended from a group of people who've been here for X number of years or decades, uh, you know, is not getting. That's yeah. the issue. Now let me let me here's what, here's what they're supposed to do. I'm gonna tell you how they're supposed to do it radically. Yeah. What they're supposed to do is go look. We have a group of people who are already here: whites, blacks, Hispanics, um, Asians, whatever. And then we're gonna square those people away first, and then the, whatever we have access that we haven't filled quotas that what we need we're going to bring additional people in that's the that's that's how it should work and that's how it's supposed to work and that would be the fair thing to do yeah what they're doing is excluding black people all together and just bringing now, in people now, now let me now let me mm-hmm. ask you now, <clears throat> i'm sorry let me ask you something mm-hmm. um do you think it's fair for the people who have the animosity towards the other people who are getting resources do you think it's fair to have animosity towards that people or should they have that animosity towards the government no, it's, it's it's the government. It's always been the government. Okay, it's, it's but the thing is, a lot yeah, of they, pe- a lot of people a lot of people paint with a broad brush and say, "Well, you see, the Ukrainians are getting it when the Ukrainians got no voting power whatsoever. It's the government. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's just it, it's like, like learn right. how to pick your battles. You know what I'm saying? Everything always goes back to the government. Yeah, Ukrainians. You know, look again, they're taking advantage of an opportunity. I'm not mad at them for doing what it is they need to do. Plus, on top of that, they're in dire straits. With the war going on, on, yeah. on, and then same thing with the Afghans. Look, they're getting. This is not. I would say that's not the argument that black people have. The argument is, if they get twenty billion, we need that twenty billion too. But that's. But the problem mm-hmm. is this. The problem is Kevin that we see more often than not that the country does not want to give you the twenty billion that they gave other people. Yeah. And and the problem is that we have cultist people, different cults that decide that it's a cool idea to hate on the group that gets those benefits without thinking what those groups had to go through in order to get that benefit. Because I I think there is a laser focus, like a tunnel vision that the often, not everyone, okay, I want to make that disclaimer because people get sensitive. But Mm -hmm. often, I would say eight times out of 10, African-Americans have a tunnel vision into what benefits people are getting instead of looking at the whole journey. Yes, Mexicans did got benefits out of the United States, but how many Mexicans the U.S. killed in order for them to gain access to their land and citizenship? Now, again, but but let me continue. Puerto Mm -hmm. Ricans gained citizenship and benefits, but how many people had to sacrifice their lives, live in segregation and abuse and and oppression until this day being desecrated in order to get those rights? And I can continue country after country, because Mm -hmm. even now that we're seeing the whole billions that are being sent to Ukraine, and even Cubans, look at all the oppression that the U.S. is still doing, starving those people, because that's not only the Cuban regime that's doing that. Let's keep it real. This is something that the U.S. is already doing to these people, starving 11 million Cubans. So if we look at... Real quick, real quick. Denise, you're going to finish. Just, uh, truth teacher, I see you in the back. Let Denise finish. I want Kevin to answer what Denise is saying, and then I'm going to bring you in. Go ahead, Denise. And, and also, like, for example, look at the whole situation with uh, Ukraine. People are seeing the 80 billion that we have put into that war. But let's keep it real. How many Ukrainian men, women and children have suffered, lost everything that they own so that America can come as a quote unquote white savior? When in reality, America is just doing this to these people. 
So at the end of the day, we need to stop as the peasantry, because we're all peasants. We need to stop trying to hurt each other and understand that's what the country, the oligarchy, and the people in power are doing so that you guys, instead of fighting them, you fight us. It's kind of like what I said before we started the whole panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's this is this is the issue that we have with black politicians, right? Because, and that's why I say they're useless. They're basically token positions. And uh, not only that, you know, you have some who are outright, you have a lot of them who are just outright sellouts because what they're supposed to be doing on behalf of black Americans and say, hey, look, we get it. You as Congress, United States government, do what you need to do in order to bring people in to, to show up your numbers that you need. Say you need a say you need 100,000 folks. Right. You got, you know, but you got 30,000 you know, black men who need jobs. OK, then. Well, those 30,000 black men get those jobs. Right. And then you bring in the 70,000, whatever to, to uh, you know, uh, show up your deficiencies. There's And there's nothing wrong with doing that. The issue, again, goes back to uh, they're just skipping over black the black men who need those jobs altogether and then just bringing in everybody else and giving 100,000 jobs to just everybody else and excluding black folks and just say, hey, you Negroes are lazy. Stop your whining and complaining and pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. That's what black people are talking about. And the other thing, too, is we understand. And, it, and, I, and I know that there's some, especially, you know, uh, it's not as obvious today as it used to be, but the United States military, this is kind of why we, we got into that last little back and forth about what the military does and doesn't do. But the United States military has done a lot of dirty, nasty things, you know, especially going up until about the 1940s, 1950s. Uh, and then it, it, it leveled off. And the worst thing they did that everybody knows about, of course, is the Vietnam conflict. And then after that, uh, a lot of stuff, with, a lot of U.S. policy was tied to, well, we're... We're in this country or in this region of the world at the invitation, quote unquote, invitation of a specific government. So they disguise it and mystify it and try to, you know, make it not look as bad as what it really is. But before all of that, 1950s and earlier, the United States was going through and just running ravage in, in different countries and destabilizing those places, tearing things up, killing a lot of people, this, that and the third. And not only that. Uh, so and then my, my and then I'll, I'll go ahead and close this out by saying my argument would be. Uh, or my, I would like to reinforce the fact that if they're doing that, the United States government is doing that to other countries and, 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 and destabilizing, destroying and, and tearing up the economies and doing all this other stuff and creating these unstable situations and forcing people to be economic refugees. Why is it that when black people say that the same thing is happening to them, everybody's like, nah, that's not what's that. You know, you guys are just complaining. Because, See, because, no, but let me answer real quick that question, because. I'm not trying to do oppression Olympics here, but it's because you guys really are the kind of hell that you guys have lived is reserved for you guys. But in American soil today, modern society, you guys really are not living through what these people are living through. You guys don't know what it is to live off of $2 a month like Venezuelans do thanks to the U.S. You guys don't know what it is to live with 50 cents a month like Cubans do thanks to the U.S. You guys don't know what Mexicans live through because of the U.S., what Colombian bombardings did in the 90s thanks to the U.S., what Libyans and Syrians are going through because of the U.S. You guys don't get these attacks today. I'm not saying you guys haven't done your, haven't experienced your own share with the country, but what we're saying is like we can't argue that, oh, why you guys can get our point? Because we come from hell and you're trying to say that purgatory is bad and purgatory is bad. It's not heaven, of course, but it's not hell. And that's that's the point that I think many people are missing. Yeah. Now, okay. I want I want to just real quick. I want to um, introduce truth teacher truth. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? 
I'm gonna Let's let. See. I know. I see people in the back. I want to let the people first of all say their thing first, and then um, we can have the the open discussion. So, truth, uh, give give me your uh, your 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 thoughts on this whole thing. Well, you know what I want to say, just confirms what I've been saying a long time. You know, we we've had discussions before about why Latinos are being automatically classified as white. And this conversation really sheds light on why they're doing that, because it's something that happened before, right? And something I said before. With the Mexicans, they were classified as white when it's clear that a large percentage of them are actually people who were either Native American or have a lot of Native American ancestry. And you can tell just by looking at them. But you see, the thing is, racial classifications, like I've always been saying, are created by the government not for our benefit, but for the benefit of the ruling system. So if you bring these people over here, these Mexicans, and you classify them as white, what you do is you take away their ability to fight against racial discrimination because when you treat them you can bring them here and treat them just as discriminatory or exploitively as you did african americans but if they go and they try to to sue on the grounds of racism well then you well how can it be racism because you can't be racist you know experiencing racism because you're white so now we see right now they're sneaking, they're trying to sneak the same thing in by automatically classifying Latinos as white. And if what everyone is saying is true, that a war is looming on the horizon and you're going to need to have all of this cheap labor, all of these people being exploited. Well, then when they start trying to fight for their rights and, you know, call out the racism, oh, well, it's not racism because you're white. Yeah. You um, know, so they mark it down on paper as one thing. They treat you as something else in real life. And they, you know, it's it's a trick bag. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring in Don. Don, what's going on, bro? All right, yo, I'm all sure, bounce out. I just wanted to share that piece because I got to get back to doing my thing. All right, all right peace. Um, what's going on, Don? Right. No, not much. You know, I'm just um relaxing and everything like that. Gotcha. Uh, do you so, have anything um, to say about about the about the the topic? I mean, yeah. Okay, go it's ahead, like, bro. All right. <laughs> my thing. My thing is is that. You know, with with all that and with all what you've said about discrimination, I mean, within the Latin communities and the um, black and the black community, one thing I got to say is that when my aunt actually came here from the Dominican Republic in 1957, and she worked in New York and everything like that, she was telling me when she actually married her husband, who I guess. It, it, you would actually consider a Creole or or something like that. And she moved back with him down south to on um, Goldport. She was saying that 
everybody was saying that um when she moved down to Gulfport, her husband was telling the stories of um racism and since he was passing, nobody would ever think that he was um African American. You know, I guess in, in history, I was actually reading about that. They were talking about white passing. But uh, but as the topic in hand and the stats that y'all actually showed, I actually agree with it because if people have your history and you have your stats and everything like that, where's the lie at? Exactly. Exactly. Um uh thank yeah, thank you, thank you for, for coming in. And I got I got Prince over here. Yo, Prince. What's going, what's going? Hey, Radicals, what, what is with that graphic? Come on, man. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 no. No, the security grad, everybody pointing at each other. Is that the deal? What? No, no, no. I just used that. That was yesterday's thing. I, I should have got something else. I oh, I want to say something real quick. I should have got uh, something Brad, like this or something. Uh, I want to say something real quick before. Uh, there was something that Morena asked earlier when she said, uh, how many people are right now lobbying and this is this is something that we've been saying for a long time which groups are lobbying for reparations with the government in dc because this is again it's the same thing we've been saying stop fighting the peasantry okay we're supposed to, we're all peasants at the end of the day my thing is because none of us are part of the oligarchy right now so why is it that instead of focusing on the goal, you already we're already giving you the information. We were brought here just as a as a result of you know wars and for cheap labor. And then when you guys acquired a full bill of rights, they brought in competition to keep y'all poor. Why instead of fighting the other poor people that also came here to try to find better uh, positions and better opportunities, why instead of fighting those people that are broke as hell? And are they poor? Why instead of fighting them, you don't fight the freaking government? They are the elite. They are the enemy. They are the problem. Why is it that that there's no talk? So all this energy is not never in Washington. It's never there. Um, because let me, let they're brainwashed. Let me uh wait, wait real quick. I gotta. I'm gonna address this. Uh, Earth says FBA Black American surgeon in every war the U.S has waged against other countries. Uh, Latinos did also. I think I, I proved that the some other stream. Yeah. Going back to the revolution, right? In every, yeah, yeah, yeah. In every country, yeah. in every, in um, every war. I, I, wanna, I, want, I want Prince to go. Uh, Prince, what's going on, bro? What's up? How you doing today, man? Oh, this guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's he Yo, doing, Prince, Jesus. <laughs> I'm the prince that was promised. And right. I'm coming to do something I never do, which is defend uh, African-Americans right okay, now. Okay, okay. Real, real, of... real quick, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Um, you're gonna defend African Americans. I get it. Uh, what? Give me your thoughts first, and then go into your spiel. My thoughts on what? On this whole topic. The topic is that is that. Listen, the data that you 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 um, presented wasn't false data, but the my problem is is this argument that African Americans shouldn't be angry at other groups is just false, right? Because the problem that we have that people never want to recognize is that by proxy, right? I, I come from immigrant parents, grandparents, right? That I cannot deny the benefits that my mother, my uncles, my, my, my father, my everyone in my family has benefited from based off of the backs of FBA's ancestors and certain people that are still alive today, right? And I think people 
who pretend that that's not the case is just very, very sad. And it's very, it's a very sense of entitlement, right? Because this notion that we shouldn't fight, the peasants shouldn't fight amongst each other, is just very, very sad. It's like when you're a child and your brother hit you and then you're screaming and then he runs to your mother and says, well, he hit me, right? And then, and then you get in trouble because that's what a lot of groups do. A lot of groups, they come here, they move into black neighborhoods throughout history because they, can, they could not move anywhere else. And do they unite with African-Americans? No, they did not, right? What they did was they treated African-Americans poorly and they turned on them to get benefits from the government, right? And every time, every group, the, the Irish did it, the Italians did it, the Spaniards did it, right? Every time, every single time, right? The Asians Africans as well. Asians did as well. it, the Asians did it as well. But then, right, instead of saying, hey, you know what? We're gonna reunite with the African-Americans, right? And help them and help ourselves. No, they don't do that. What they do is the moment they get a little something from the government, they say, fuck them niggas over there. All they do is eat fried chicken to drink malt liquor. I don't fuck with them. They're disgusting. They're everything bad and everything wrong with them. While they are themselves doing horrible things within their Wait, own community me, and well, the government. Well, and that's sad. There's no buts. There's no buts. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Um, Are you saying that every other group outside of Black Americans care about their own group but black americans is that what you're saying that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that every group shits on black americans to get something for the government okay wait, wait. every group How, wait, come wait, to wait, the wait, country give me, give me, wait, wait. every group wait wait, wait 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 give me an example meaning meaning give me an example of what group took resources from the government and shitted on black americans give me an example check out the irish the moment the irish got the ability to take over the fire department what did they do there were no longer um, the Irish and the blacks used to be really cool. So did the Italians yeah. and the blacks. They used to be really cool. But the Italians got the police department and the Irish got the fire department in many urban cities. And once that happened, what did they do? They, they turned on blacks. Yeah. yeah. So wait, not, hold not on. only that. No, right? wait, no, wait, 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 wait. That the government didn't give police departments and all that to Irish folks. Yes, that wasn't, they did. That wasn't, that yes, wasn't a yes, government. They did. That was not a government incentive. That that's how it works. Come on, not come on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. There wasn't an overt program to actually do that. They just so I could know. They went through their hazing period in order to get into whiteness. Hold on. So I could know. So I could know because I don't know about this history. So I could know. Did the government just say, Well, we got a bunch of firehouses that we built? We're only going to give it to Irish and Italians. Is that what happened? No. Come that's on. That's not, what happened. So that's exactly. not specifically so, so tell how me it what happened. No, no. You're using semantics. Right? No, 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 no. What very, you very said. I can go ahead and explain wait, this to you. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. You what you're doing is that people what you're doing, take no, no, no. stuff from the government and shit no. on black people. And I told you, give me an example. If I have five people on this panel, Radical, if I say I need someone to do my books, right? And then I say, you know what? You know, I look, me and uh, Don Armando look very similar. I know I'm going to give it to him, right? Because that's what I want to do because we look similar. And you guys, you guys, it doesn't matter what any of you motherfuckers say. I know I'm going to give it to him because we're going to do a little backdoor deal. I didn't, the, I'm the government, right? And this is people who are working within the government, right? American whites working within the government say, hey, we're going to give it to these groups 
this group right here so we can pacify them, right? They gave them the fire department and they gave the Italians the police department, right? While excluding black Americans. Now, I, now I want to I want to ask a question. Even in their own neighborhoods. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny none of this stuff. What I'm saying is, I gotta look at. I want you. I want. I wasn't done with my point. No, but let me. No, but hold on. Let, let hold me on. rock because I wasn't on. done with my point. No, 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 hold on. I was still making a point. And I got interrupted. Right. Oh, okay. Today, still today, this week, right? Uh, groups in Wisconsin literally is suing the federal government to stop Joe Biden from. Uh, absolving student loan debt, and they put this in their court filings because it will close the racial gap with Black Americans. This shit is, they didn't say Hispanics, they didn't say fucking Asians, they didn't say Indians, they said Black Americans. You don't believe me? Google that shit yourself. I, listen, I don't want to come up have to defend them, but in reality is, that, dude, they're that getting made shit no on. Sense. That made no sense. Let me let me say why that didn't make no sense. Okay, How, the government wants to stop, you know, stop the 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 the, the loan and all that other stuff, right? How is no. How, again? No, that's not the government wanting to stop it. That's a certain group of people want to stop it. Well, no, well, isn't the government paying the loans? Yeah, yeah. but they, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyway. The government no, you, pay, you got a certain group of people that's literally following a lawsuit to well, stop it so me, that me, black people just, don't get any just, benefits whatsoever. Let me just say what I got to say. So the government is paying the loans for a certain group of people or, or amount of people. Everybody. How, okay, everybody. How is that shitting on black Americans? That's because when you stop it and put it in litigation and you stop it, anybody from getting money, then black people don't get it either. All right, but what they do is they'll still essentially figure out a way to get it to the other groups while excluding black people. Look, I'm going to say, do, it's the I'm same thing they're doing with farming right now. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, it's the same wait, thing no, they've been doing with farming wait, wait, for wait, decades. Would, I, I, I don't even understand. How is that screwing over black Americans if black Americans got student loan debt too? So if you're clearing student loan debt, listen, you, you don't understand what I was saying. How is that screwing black Americans off? You didn't. You don't understand. There's a group in Wisconsin, right? A group made up of of, of small business owners, taxpayers, and different, um, let's say, white Americans. Okay. They're suing the government to stop them from uh, abolishing a portion of student yeah, loans. Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, and when I that, said right? when I said that doesn't make any sense. No, it makes sense because no, no, most no, no, student no, no. loans debt let me is ask, held by. Let me, let me tell you why it doesn't make sense to me. Because you said. People get resources from the government and shit on black people, right? Black Americans. So you giving that example saying, well, they're trying to stop resources from coming. It's still going to You give me outside, outside of something about right. firehouses and police stations. But right. Let me say something. Because I, real I quick. really don't get it. Look, let me say something real quick. You don't get it because you don't understand how the government. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Because I, I, I let people talk. This is the thing. I want to know. And I have two questions. I want to know because we often just focus on one group to to kind of like broad brush this weird narrative. I want to know outside of Latinos, which group in America does not shit on Latino immigrants? I want to know which group, and I want proof of that. Which group yeah, in America does not shit on Latinos in the stuff we do? in our culture, in our immigration, in our jobs, in Everyone. who we are, in our language. 
which group does not shit on Latinos? Because since I came here and I was born a U.S. citizen, I knew English since I was eight years old. All I received from every group, it's xenophobia. This is the way the country is because there's so many freaking people from all over the world. Second of all, again, proving the point, being angry at the Irish and the Germans and the Chinos and the Latinos, you can, you can choose to stay angry, but at the end of the day, the firehouses and the police department are controlled by the government. It's not like these people actually have the power to come to government and make these changes. The Irish and also the uh, Italians were also damaged by this country. Let's not, let's keep it real. Yeah, I have Italian friends. So, <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, at the Wait, end of the day, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't, I haven't finished. I haven't finished. Oh. I haven't finished. No one is saying that they went through what you guys went through. I think people okay. need to listen to understand, not to respond. Please, we're grown. We're very intelligent people in this panel. Now, some so people again, aren't intelligent. So again, they, they don't know so, so again, back to what we were talking about. The government gave this for a reason. It's the same thing, the same reason why the government said, okay, Black Americans accomplish getting their civil rights bill in 65. Now we're going to screw them over and bring people and give them the same rights. This is mm -hmm. your government sabotaging you, not the people. The Irish yeah, and the Italians. Exactly. So, so what is the point of being mad at the people when you have so many instances with the same group, which is the people in power, are doing this to you? So it takes longer for you to actually get stuff done because they're telling you to stay mad at the groups rather than the people doing this to you, which is the people in power. It's a smaller group even. Okay. The people in power are not, are not a large group. Okay, so can I give a rebuttal, Are you done? Okay, so you're absolutely right. It is the government. It is you got next, Lord. You got next. All these things. They're literally excluding black people and giving stuff and resources and benefits and jobs and all this other stuff to everybody else. That's where the fight is. That's where the real fight is. The other part of that, too, is just like Prince. Prince, right? You're Prince, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's just like Prince said, is that there are still people who will go out of their way to block and, and come up with legislation and, and instigate or, or, or institute lawsuits to actually prevent black people from getting what even when the government tries to make a correction that happened with the PPP loans it's happening it's happened for decades with the farmers when they actually sued the United States government to get what they should have got the same as white farmers got and when and then when they finally started to do that matter of fact just recently Joe Biden said ah, nah, I'm done trying to help you black farmers I'm just going to drop it all together I'm not going to do anything like literally you have people going out of their way who are non-black to actually uh, you know intervene or interdict where when Black people sue to actually fight the government to get the resources and stuff they're supposed to get. Then you actually have people who will go out of their way to put in lawsuits, to start lawsuits and keep stuff in litigation to the point where, where people are losing their farms, they're losing property, they're losing homes, they're, they're not getting the jobs, they're not getting anything. Meantime, that, that's literally the whole point is to keep things in limbo so that way black folks never get anything and then say, well, see, you, you, you Negroes are, are just too lazy, you're this, you're that, and the third. Like literally, there's an article that came out about how $50 billion a year is being lost because black men are not being hired because companies are refusing to hire black men. Like literally, that's a legit thing. That's still happening in present day. I'm not saying that other people shouldn't get 
some of those jobs. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you can't exclude a group specifically, give benefits, resources and jobs and, and, and set aside everybody else and then expect that group not to be upset about it. And again, the fight is not with the Latinos or Hispanics or anybody else. It's with the government. But we literally have our own government working against us. We literally have uh, black politicians, you know, whether they be native born or, or, or black immigrants working against their own people. Uh, against them like that's literally what's happening and because uh, you guys probably don't see any your group you say that you know or you, you don't uh, i guess you don't really you know you kind of expect that our politicians because really what's supposed to be happening is people like um, everybody knows maxine waters maxine waters is supposed to be screaming yelling jumping up and down on joe biden's desk talking about what the hell you ain't doing for black people you don't see her doing that you don't see Jamal Bowman doing that. They're, they're fighting about immigration, which immigration is a low-level issue for black people, but not really a major issue. Right. When you ask black people what it is they're talking about, we ain't talking about immigration. We're talking about something else. We're talking about resources and, and stuff going into black neighborhoods, economics, uh, economic investment, you know, political uh, representation that's equitable to what everybody else gets, and then education. You do those things, the black people will be fine. It, it, it's, it's, not, it, it's, it, it's not really against... The Latinos, the Hispanics, or I'm um, sorry, the, the Asians, and all these, even the even these non-citizens, I don't even care what the Afghans are doing. My whole thing is, if they get 8.9 billion dollars to come into the United States, then you should be funneling money into those black neighborhoods to make sure they get the eight billion, you know, dollars too, so that way they can invest in their own areas. You got black people getting kicked out of their own neighborhoods uh, by other groups. You know, you saw it when they sent those immigrants up to. Um, not even immigrants. I don't know what they were calling. I'll just say they're migrants. They sent the migrants up to Martha's Vineyards. Those white people kicked them out in 44 hours. Black people don't have the power to do that. When they come and swarm black neighborhoods, then they get those benefits and all those resources that should go to black people. And then they eventually take over and the black people get kicked out. No white people ain't going to let them know the little Latino who just showed up come and kick them out of Martha's Vineyard. They're not going to do that because they have the power to stop it. That would be black Americans major issue. All right. That that so again, you have the government doing it, and then you have literally people going out of their way, business people, people who have the power to do it, even adding to the lawsuits to actually keep things in limbo so black people don't benefit in any way. There people got a real bug up their ass about black people getting anything. Like that's the point I think Prince was trying to make, and that's and that is black people's major gripe. So it's not with you guys. We we don't care that you guys are getting stuff. It's like, damn it, if you get it, then we get it too. That's all black people are asking for. Nothing more, nothing less. We want our share of what everybody else is getting. And you say we got to have allies and we got to fight and do this and all this other stuff. We literally have our own people working against us. Myra Flores is not working against Latinos. She's helping Latinos. We got Maxine Waters that ain't done crap. That's why black, that's why those damn Democrats aren't getting black men's votes. Because what the hell do we need to vote for them for when they haven't produced yeah, anything? Uh, one, but one thing, one thing, what, what is Sonia Sotomayor doing for Puerto Ricans in the Supreme Court? Nothing. Now, another thing I want to say is that she doesn't have the power people, to do anything. She's they, interpreting the Constitution. Uh, oh, that's oh, not, oh, that's oh, not a good example. Oh, come on. Look, the, the Supreme they don't, Court. All the judges do is interpret Kevin, the can I talk because I don't like uh, well, being I just want to correct you on that. No, no, but you can't ahead. correct me on that because you're not Puerto Rican. The Supreme Court, I should get brought up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court right now said that it's okay for us to have a dictatorship on our island. Uh, Sonia Sotomayor is there. There's a lot of issues that if you don't do a favor before answering this question, listen to comprehend again. Go and look up all the issues that Puerto Rico has brought up 
to the Supreme Court and just look about what Sonia Sotomayor has done about that. Is she now, voting for me, or against you guys? No, she's against us. Now, okay, let me, so now let me continue. Let me continue. Yeah, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't finished. I haven't finished. When people talk about all these billions and all this stuff, I mentioned it earlier, but again, we don't listen to comprehend. We listen to respond. And again, do you really think that an empire is graceful and sweet enough to give a bunch of tiraflesas like us Latinos benefits out of the goodness of the heart? No. We literally get these benefits come at a 91% discount. They get billions and trillions out of the resources of our land, and they give us 9% of it in the form of this precious benefits you see. But 91% of those things stay in the U.S. Do you think they really don't make money out of us? They make a shit lot of money out of us. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're, not getting, we're not getting... We're not getting... Hold on. This money that we get, this benefits that you see, is not for free. We have worked for this stuff. We have suffered and died for this stuff and it's not even at this price they're paying only nine percent of the price we pay for this stuff that's that's the problem that people what, again what's suffering we're not, what's suffering we're not no no she's right she's again, right again yeah. again again we want to we want to diminish stuff because we don't see these things Again, I'm not going to argue about this because it's well known and well documented that an empire cannot flourish and become the richest country in the world without exploiting the rest of the world. That is something that I'm not going to argue about. Now, one thing I will say is, again, where is the proof? Where are the groups that love Latinos that don't shit on Latinos? I want that oh question my God. answered. You cannot. Where are those no, groups? No, 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 no. I want the groups that love You're Latinos. You're asking so I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Are you saying, now, are you saying black Americans are crapping on Latinos at, at wholesale? I asked, what groups love? Because I can't speak for Asians. I, I can't speak for white what? folks. I don't know what white Here's folks the do. problem. Here's the problem, right? The real problem is, is that every time, this is, you guys are making my point. Every time African Americans, right, FBAs talk about their plight, all you guys say is, "What about us? Us too?" That's not true. Yes, it is. You're doing it right That's now. That's not true. That's not you true. Guys, lot, That's listen, not true. You guys are sitting here this whole time. Everybody, like radical. I watched you on the stream play videos of motherfucking LA Mexicans say. Fuck blacks, they better not get reparations, and we need to protest them getting reparations. Uh, yeah, Bro, you know, you're, no, no, you're right, but I they don't, don't care. Have, they don't have no power. Care. I could care less. I, I can even say, I can even say, get... I can even say, I don't want black folks to get reparations. I don't have no power. Who y'all are supposed to be really mad at? You do have the, power. It, no, I you do, do have power. You, you do really have power. You should really get mad at your vote. The government, power. that lady, no. that lady that said about reparations, what? People. That's who you should get mad about. I could care Listen. less about who's protesting because y'all protesting about reparations now. And Maso Dixon no. didn't even get voted in by a whole bunch of black folks. So black people don't know about reparations. If I have so a guy clear. that tells me he wants to get a job and I say, you know what? I think about getting you a job. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do something to shit on you. I'm gonna go fuck your wife. And then you be like, and I be what? like, yo, don't, don't, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. It's constant shit of doing shit. To but that's not true, bro. That's not true. Asian Fred Hampton, bro, every, listen, FBI talking about FBA is talking about that. FBA is talking about their plight. FBA is talking about their plight. Dude, FBA is talking about their plight. Nobody is saying, what about me? No, we're understanding that. No, that's that, what you guys are saying. How? Every time. Every time they... Every time... Okay, give me no, no, give me help gays. Give me one. No, no, give me one plight. No, give me one plight. Give me one plight. 
Give every me group, one plight that FBA is talking group. about right now every... that we said, what about us? Give me one plight. What are you talking about? One plight. One plight that FBA is talking about right now that we just said. Reparations. Oh, okay. So when did I say we need reparations? I didn't say you. Too. I said Hispanics. I said Hispanics. Okay. Right? Name Hispanics. me, name me Hispanics. You guys name me Hispanics. Name me a Hispanic one, right now one, that one says, well, group. screw that reparations. We need it too. Bro, you and played you, it on your platform. What I, what I played, what I played, what I, what I played was that I don't need it. He never said that give it to them. He said, "Y'all don't need it." He did say it. He, he literally he said, get it. "He said we should get it first. No, no, no. He said Native Americans should get it first. That's no, what he, he said. said we should get it first. Ah, that's not what he said, bro. You that's want me to bring this shit up and put it in the back Maybe chat? he did. Do I you want to post it in the back chat? Because I listen. I pay attention, bro. Maybe I didn't I, hear I, it. But I, I pay my, attention. But but my my thing my 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 thing is is that okay the the because uh, the reparations the whole reparations uh, um argument is okay. The, the descendants needs to needs to get reparations. That's cool. I'm I'm for that. But my my thing my thing is don't start coming out of nowhere saying, well, you guys come and do this and this and this when black people don't even want reparations. Let's keep it a thousand. Let's keep it a thousand. If black people want the reparations, all them that weekend where secure the tribe was all over the place what are and having rallies about, bro? and all that, you don't know about the reparations rally. Bro, I, I know about the rally. What exactly. you're saying is what exactly. you're saying those is, reparations bro, rallies would what you're those saying reparations don't get rallies would have been a lot larger than six people. people they would have no, been a lot larger than six people. people. They would have been a lot larger than six people if people really care about reparations, bro. A wrong is a wrong. Right? Six That's people only showed up. Wrong man. is a wrong. Six radical. people showed up, fam. If black people really a care about reparations, if y'all really care about reparations, I'm not arguing against your point, right? What I'm saying, what I'm saying is six people more than six people would have showed. Up, you see Come how you're now. standing on defending, shitting on them? You're literally right now doing what you no, say what that you're doing. What do. I'm doing you're is standing on bro, you because it's running for the last people, three months. Because don't say, don't say that's a don't do do not say do not say that there's a plight that black people care about when they don't even care about it. Don't say hey, that. Hey, what are you talking about, bro? Those, what I'm talking about is those rallies. What I'm nobody really knew about. Is, I hate to tell you that. Man. that you're talking about that black nobody people really have. Nobody really knew about those rallies. Other man. people come out of nowhere talking about, oh, we got the same plight too. No, black people don't even care about reparations. You, you know what's funny? Black people go hard for immigration, like go hard to protect immigrants, harder than Hispanics. I see okay. far more Cuban and fucking Mexican Hispanics shitting on fucking Great. immigrants that are trying to come into this country. Thank right? you for being an ally. The point, my point so is- No, 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 no. I'm making your same argument. So what are okay. you talking about? Okay. Hey, Radical, do you it really think mean that reparations right. is actually a thing that you fight out in the streets or you actually go to the government and deal with? I don't, know. The, I don't know. I don't know. Secure is. the tribe. Secure the tribe did, did a reparations rally, and only six people showed up. Nobody knows about say. secure the tribe. They're not. They're that's not all big. I gotta, that's all I gotta say. I don't know. I don't know. They're all not I that know, big, and they didn't publicize it. Nobody knew is, they were doing all anything anyway. All I know is that American Cholo does not have the power to to. It enforce. doesn't matter. You said name somebody who said it. I did. Now you're mad because I Wait, 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 wait. What I do know is that. That black lady that that worked for Congress, they even asked her, "Yo, you want reparations?" She even laughed in your face. So that's the person y'all should Which really black be lady? targeting. I forgot her name. I, she she got curly hair. I, for, I forgot her okay. name. But yeah, but and I, you see, that's part thing, of the problem. My, my thing, my thing is that who cares what American Cholo says? Look at what your representatives are saying. Because they're, they're not, not representatives. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not your representative. People. They're in Congress, bro. 
They're your yeah, I get that. Too. And they're a bunch of sellouts. Those people don't represent. What, you know, what are your representatives doing? Listen, 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 it Utilize doesn't matter it, if you vote people but who are if everybody, not doing Hold on, wait, wait. Listen to what I'm saying. Power and authority. Utilize it with that power of voting. But if everybody is not on the same page, for example, getting reparations, only six people show up. And that's such a big deal right now because reparations is, is being talked about in a political scale. Only six people showed up and y'all didn't even vote Marcel Dixon in in a, in a whole black community. And he was running on reparations. That tells me as an outsider saying y'all really, really don't really care about this. Marcel Dixon was going up against a political machine. This to me is all Democrats. You know that, this, is what I'm, this is how I and see And he was it. a long shot candidate from the beginning. This how not only I that, not only that, 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 those specific districts that he was that uh, Marcel was running in, that's mostly uh, people who are loyal to um, to, to uh, Clyburn anyway. They well, don't know. He had a, they, he had they don't, a lot they don't of do that whole well. Somebody he pops had, up in their new. Marcel Dixon got a lot that, of money behind him. Bro, was actually sabotage. Like Mar they did a lot Dixon, to get Clyburn listen, in. Marcel Dixon got a lot of money behind him, bro. Not a lot. No, no, he didn't get. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I could show you. I, I could show you. He's got 200,000. He Come got 200,000, bro. You mean to tell me 200? He got more, way more money What's than What's 200,000 compared to when you got, got millions? No, 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 no. He got and way more money. you got a whole machine campaign, behind you. His and you have name recognition. And you've been in Congress for decades. His campaign got 200,000. Way more, way more, way more than, um, than Clyburn. And they even showed it. He had way more money. And you mean to tell me he came in last place? Dude, come on now. Come Name on. Name recognition. Let, let's be, let, let's he's be been honest. In, he's here, been bro. in position for decades. He's got a lot of old followers, and, and a lot of the new people have no idea who the hell Mark L. Dixon was. And the dude, just, he, he actually came into the race late. Like, there's there's a lot of reasons that he lost, and, and that we, nobody really expected him to win. You know, but he did make yeah, a little but, bit of but, but but my thing, this is my this is my thing. And I understand you keep saying black people don't care about reparations no, because no, somebody didn't no, show up at a they, rally. No, no, the wait, they, on the street. No, it's they don't. It's no, 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 they they don't at the government level. Black folks don't even care about reparations. They don't. Because again, if they really do, all of these other things that I keep on bringing up would have already been happening. But let's be real. HR 40 is only in California, bro. Come on. Like, no, no, HR 40 is a federal, it's a, it's a, it's a federal, the, 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 and it's still gonna, no, no, no that's at Congress. That's and, a, that, and, that's and, a this is what I'm, and this is what I think the con game is gonna be. Demo the Democrats are gonna keep on dangling that reparations credit, the credit, I'm sorry, credit in your face, talking about we're still gonna, we're still gonna study it and it's gonna be for lineage and we're gonna keep on working it out. We're gonna work it out. It's gonna keep on dangling in your face and it's never going to come. That's how I, that's how I see. I wish it did and that's come. That's why black men are not voting for them. Well, good. But black men, more and more black men wholesale are saying, screw the Democrats, we're not voting for them. You see these ridiculous ass that are aiming at black men and we're telling them to screw off. I'm trying to be well, nice. You know, on the, yeah, the, the, the Democrats are like uh, like brain dead. But I understand the the point that that Lord is making. I get it. But the, at the same at the same time, bro, like saying that FBA's plight and then we're coming out of nowhere. Say, nah, bro. They 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 they, they don't even have a political game plan, bro. They all their but, shit is but xenophobia. Rat. But rat. We're, no, it's we're, not. We're, we yes, it is. Okay. We have no, no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. We have Lord, thrifted Lord. so much okay, from Lord, the top. Wait, wait, Lord, Lord, Lord. 
Give me the political game plan that FBA has for reparations. I don't know that political That's game what plan I thought. for reparations. That's what I thought. But you That's said exactly. their game plan is xenophobia. I'm seeing more xenophobia from fucking Mexican and Cuban Hispanics against Hispanics. What are you talking about, man? Oh, uh, that's that we keep it in house. All right, oh, <laughs> you keep it in house. They do that shit to all other groups. Hispanics want to be white more than anything else. Don't play this. We are shirt. supposed to be white already. We were supposed to be white. No, that's not you. Got, no, Mexicans. No, no, Mexicans. Said, you're not Mexican. You're oh Puerto Rican. Get it right again. Right? Racial, Mexicans, racial, and there's no flat Hispanicness, right? My plight as a Hispanic is not similar to my plight to, to a Mexican's plight, right? Or a Cuban's plight. The, everybody has different rhetorics based off of their proximity and their, their, their country's government relations to America, right? It is what it is. Your okay. plight as a Hispanic is totally different uh, from other Hispanics because you're American. You're Puerto Rican. You're American. We got, we got, we got okay. that point. Okay, go again, ahead. Again, uh, uh, thank you. Um, so again, what I was saying, we were supposed to be, we, the term Hispanic, I explain it on my latest, um, well, you know, Rod, I explain it. And anybody that watches my, my streams know where the term Hispanic comes from, that it raised the whiteness of Latinos, people from Spanish descent, which is where Puerto Ricans also come from. Uh, so basically, again, racially ambiguous people like myself, were considered white in this country. Unless you were actual completely black, you were considered a black American or within the Negro community. And that is, a, there's a lot of proof of that. Maria Africa, Dominican lady that was, I think what, a shade darker than me, was still considered a white woman. Now, again, we were considered white because of our European heritage, not because, I'm not saying that I wanna be white. We're not saying that we wanna be white. We wanna observe all of our heritage. However, that's how the country saw us. We didn't make the rules, we just live in this country. So again, we have drifted so much from the topic at this point that we're still not trying to make points about who did who for who. And again, the whole concept of the immigration law, which is the topic, they not benefited Latinos because Latinos were already seen as produce in this country. And that's basically the Latinos point of the radical produce. Okay, yeah. So produce. produce. So again, produce. produce. We're pro we are. We get okay, bought, got it, got basically. It. I'm just so it. Sorry. so in traded. So again, the whole concept of the cult trying to say that we we created the immigration for you guys. We contribute. That's just propaganda. And it's out there and it has been out there just like the whole yeah. Hispanic concept has been out there that we were, oh, look at the, the whole, uh, we were segregated and we had the Juan Crow and whatever, whatever. But there's overwhelming proof that we were living on the white sector. The majority of Latinos were living and profiting from their whiteness. So again, when are we going to start understanding that yeah, we I don't, need I don't, to. Is anybody really arguing that? Or, you know, but or, or, let me. Or, but let me. No, yeah. there's that, that, the problem is the problem is Kevin. Stay in the back. Hold on. The problem is the problem is Kevin that you're talking from, and, and this is the problem that I have when I talk to a lot of brothers and sisters, is that you talk about because usually I, we talk with people that are extremely intelligent and well read. The thing is that you're talking from your perspective, but nine times out of ten, that's not what we get. 
That's not what we get in, even in society. There's people that still don't know what Puerto Rican is. There's still that, that people that don't know what a Dominican or Cuban or a Mexican, where they're from and where, what they have lived through. There's a lot of people that don't know these things. As a matter of fact, 89% of Americans don't even know where to point the different states of the country. What lets you know that they, they know these things? That This is a reality. So again, when we say like, where are we getting these thoughts? We're getting these thoughts because of our interactions with people online and offline. We get interactions with people that don't even know. Even amongst Latinos, we don't know each other. So what makes you think that Americans know everybody else or that we know every American? We don't. But what we do know is that all of us are here in the same circumstances because of the same group. And that is basically what we've been talking about. Instead of getting mad at other communities, start getting mad at the right people. Because you can say, oh, we get cheated on. Let me tell you something. And I put it in the chat. Uh, MLK was not liked by Mexicans back then. If they were, He was not liked by white people. He was not liked by Western Europeans. He was not liked by anyone liked him. We liked him today because we like to use him, and a lot of people like to use him for propaganda. But MLK was not a well-liked person. He was a well-hated individual by everyone. Even people within the segregated Black community hated MLK and his vision. Now, did he got the job done? That's basically what we're saying right now. If you put in more MLKs and less Tariq Nasheeds. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, guys, thank you very much for, for tuning in. Thank you very much for coming in. I hope this was educational. Um, this was not to attack anybody. This was not to attack um, any individuals, but basically to attack a talking point and a rhetoric. That's basically what it is. So shout out to Denise. Denise, thank you very much for coming in. Thank and you for the conversation me. is going to continue in the back. With that being said, I'm going to catch everybody later. Peace.